Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. On today's episode, we're joined by Maria Marino, UConn men's basketball sideline reporter for SNY. We talked about how she got started in sports media, the challenges of being a sideline reporter, and get her thoughts on Coach Dan Hurley and the UConn men's basketball team. Before I get into my interview with Maria, I want to remind you that with college basketball season in full swing, that our weekly pick'em contest is running. This week, you have the opportunity to win a bucket of wings from our friends at J. Timothy's Tavern. That's about 40 wings for just picking some games right. So visit our website, ConnecticutScoreboard.com, where you can find the entry form and enter this week's contest. The deadline for this week is Wednesday, January 17th at 7 p.m., so make sure to get your picks in. Congrats to this week's past winner, Mark. Mark is also the coach at Old Saybrook Middle School. He let me know they are a great group of kids who have the potential to win a shoreline and or state title in four years. So write that down. Congrats again to Mark on his win this past week. And now to my conversation with Maria Marino. For those who might not be familiar with you, why don't you give some background on you? Um, you know, how you got into sports and ultimately ending up with your role here at SNY. Sure. So I studied journalism in college. I went to a small state school in New Jersey called Ramapo, uh, got my degree, and I always knew that I wanted to be sort of telling the story um, regardless of what profession I ended up actually in and what, what medium. But it wasn't until a few years after being in the workforce that I decided that sports was really my my passion. Prior to that, I had done some lifestyle content, some local news stuff, and quite a bit of freelance work. And when I decided I wanted to do sports, I actually got a job as an anchor for Sirius XM Radio, which was my first sort of sports-related role. And from there, I just started tacking on a lot of other different experiences. So I started working for NBC Sports Radio as well. Then I started working with Fantasy Sports Network, uh, where I still do quite a bit of work, but that was kind of my first regular on-camera sort of gig where I was an analyst and host and doing a variety of different programs for them. And, you know, from there, I... (laughs) got, I guess, sort of noticed by someone at SNY, and they brought me in as a contributor, and that started actually in May, and went on a few of their programs more in an analyst capacity, so just like talking about various sports topics and giving my opinion, which was kind of a newer skill that I decided I really liked (laughs) doing, and um from working with them for a few months, they started using me in in different ways. So sending me out in the field to cover certain things, hosting or anchoring in studio. And there was an opportunity to do sideline for UConn men's basketball. They knew that basketball is sort of my strong suit and my favorite sport to talk about. So they asked if I was interested and I said, absolutely. (laughs) But it's, it's, you know, I guess everyone's career when I sum it up like that, it sounds so like this and then this and then this. It's it's a it's a process though, and uh, you know everything's a stepping stone, and like every single experience has helped me get where I am in terms of my skills, but also in terms of my network and uh, just making me a well-rounded 
professional within the media industry and in particular sports. So I think a lot of people listening here um, obviously associate you with doing the UConn men's job this year. Um, you know, they see you on the sideline, they see you interviewing Coach Hurley and players after the game. What kind of preparation on your end goes into doing a game, uh, you know, when you're going to be that sideline reporter role? A lot of prep. Um, everything I do takes a lot of preparation, whether it's talking about UConn or, or talking about any New York sports. I'm constantly following everything and, and reading and listening. So I'm always sort of absorbing all this information. But specifically for UConn, um, as soon as I got the notice that I would be taking on that role, I immediately just started making it part of my routine to to read up on things and just follow the news. And I, I had some catching up to do. I was familiar obviously with, with Jim Calhoun and then Kevin Ollie and um, I being from New Jersey, I'm familiar with Dan Hurley and the Hurley family, but I needed to get more, uh, you know, just, just more informed in, in general. So the first assignment that I had was to do a preseason, like a season preview, I guess is a better way to say it. And I went up and interviewed coach Hurley and a few of the players. So, that was my first time um, really trying to make sure I was up on everyone's background. So um, just reading everything I could find on, on coach Hurley and the players and the program. And, and that was my, my basis. And then the interviews that I did on that day, which um, parts of them were airing on SNY at different points in the season. A lot of it aired, on the night of the season opener when SNY did a preview show. But some some aspects of it were utilized within pre- and post-game shows and halftime shows um, throughout the season. So that was like a, a great basis. And, and I think part of what I do when I'm on site with anything, when I'm reporting in the field, is building relationships. And so that, that first impression, that first sit-down with Coach Hurley and those players – you know, that's a real jumping off point for hopefully them feeling comfortable having me around, comfortable sharing with me, um, building a bit of trust. And, um, you know, that familiarity is very important. And I also feel like when I'm in that role, it's probably my favorite part of the job. Like, I love the sport. I love being there uh, for the games. But the relationships you build with the athletes and coaches to me is the best part of, of that sort of job. But then, you know, you move into each game and we get game notes um, from the various uh, programs. And even when there were games that I was at, like I'd go back and, and watch the highlights and I'd go back and read the recaps and the box scores. And I would just pour over everything. Um, and I'd start thinking about, some storylines that I noticed from the previous time or um, something that, that could come up. And I just started thinking of like how to prepare for that. So um, I would let UConn know at shoot around. So we would always, I'd always go to the shoot around. That's the, that's the other thing, you know, I just like to be there and see if I pick up on anything. We always chat with coach Hurley at the shoot around. And um, if there's any storylines that I thought might be 
interesting or might come up, I would try to get some more information by talking to one or two of the players. So um, usually at each shoot around, I would say I would grab one or two players and just kind of just chat with them, you know, just take just jot down a couple notes just to have some context just to, in case anything happened. Um, so like for the first game, I chatted with Jalen because obviously Jalen Adams is a, a returning player. He's a senior. Um, he's really their star player or their most well-known player. So I um, chatted with him first because it just felt like that was, that was the launching point. But then each game, you know, different players emerged with, with different stories that I wanted to be ready to share about um, if it made sense within the game scenario. Um, and sometimes for the UConn games, we have a pregame show that I would be a part of, sometimes not. But um, that would be a different sort of preparation. Like if I knew I was going to go on the pregame show, I would usually do what's called a talk back with the studio. So I'd be on the court um, on site and the the studio host would throw to me and ask me certain questions about about the team um, to preview the game and uh, super challenging <laughs> because usually the second we start talking, the, uh, the, the band, band starts, <laughs> starts pumping and then the, the players are running out and they're warming up. And a lot of times they're running directly past me <laughs> and I can see them in my peripheral like view. And I'm like, Oh goodness, can they hear what I'm saying? Whatever. But I just try to stay focused and, and, uh, and do that. And, um, you know, and then once the game starts, it's just like chaos. <laughs> yeah. What would you say has been the biggest challenge that's associated with working the sidelines at the game? Is there a certain component of it during the game that, that really challenges you? You know, coming into this, I had never done sideline, certainly for this type of program at this level and for this uh, level of um, um, production with SNY. And you know, I, I honestly, like I never tried, was trying to be a sideline reporter. It, it wasn't like my, my goal per se, but when it came up, I, I obviously was, was very interested one because uh, I love the game Two because I thought that the program was in such an interesting transition period and three, because I'm just trying to be well-rounded and do all these different skills. But the reason I was never like crazy about the idea of doing sideline is because I feel like it's probably one of the hardest jobs during a live broadcast and it never gets credit, right? Whenever you hear about the sideline gig, it, it's always complaints. It's always, um, oh, they should have asked better questions you know, I just feel like it's it's such an easy um, position to to be critical of. Um, there's a lot of time constraints. Um, there, there's just so many variables. You know, you're trying to get information across in a clear, concise, but ultimately very prompt way. And and then when it comes to interviews, you know, people people don't really want to necessarily see too many interviews. I think people find them to be um, sometimes n- not valuable. And I, and I understand why that is. And, and that's why I was very, um, 
very adamant about wanting to make sure that whatever time I took away from Coach Hurley, you know, before going to to talk to his team in the locker room or right after a game, I want to make that time worth his while. And hopefully I did that. I, I, I was pretty happy with the questions that I was able to to come up with, but, um, I think, I think just overall, the, the sideline reporter job overall, it's, you, you don't see a lot of what goes on, um, because the broadcast doesn't have too many opportunities to go to the sideline reporter. I might have one, maybe two hits in game that are on camera. And then I will, I may have other stories that I do off camera or, you know, times where I might, listen, listen kind of around the huddle or around the environment and pick up on things and, and try to give a little bit of, um, behind the scenes information, but it's, it's, uh, I think, I feel like it's just a job that is under appreciated, um, largely (laughs) like across the sports universe. Um, so I would say the, the biggest challenge is, um, identifying, uh, when is it, when a good opportunity arises for you to share something unique and then on top of it, conveying that to the audience in a timely manner and a, a clear and, and hopefully um, entertaining manner. And then, then the whole separate issue of, <laughs> you know, coming up with questions that, that you feel are, important that the viewer is going to gain something and that, um, the coach is, you know, it's not going <laughs> to, I guess, turn off the coach in a certain way where, you know, they can play, they can play ball with you a little bit and, and, and not feel like it's a stupid question. I think that was like always my biggest fear, like is asking some stupid question. But I, like I said, I, I was pretty pleased with, with how that went down. I guess the fear is it, just from, from my perspective of probably from the sound is, is being afraid you're going to get Greg Popovich by whoever you're interviewing. And uh, has yeah. it, have you had good experiences working with both Coach Hurley and the players? They've all, all treated you well during these interviews? Absolutely. Coach Hurley has been fantastic. The players have been fantastic. Um, it's funny that you bring up Greg Popovich, who is, one of the most respected coaches ever across, you know, sports, professional sports, and certainly one of the best and and well renowned coaches in the NBA. And um, I I find that he is really really harsh to reporters, and I I don't think that's fair um, because again the reporters they have a job to do, and I think many of them do it very well, but he has a way of making people look silly. Um, I, I remember, I mean, Doris Burke is a, a reporter that comes to mind from ESPN who I have tremendous respect for and who does a phenomenal job, by the way, and is extremely knowledgeable about, about basketball. And she's had her moments, you know, with pop, like where he kind of makes you feel small, but then she definitely earned his respect. And he is since like, given her props in a lot of ways. So um, I'm, I was very fortunate that (laughs) coach Hurley is um, he's personable. He gives thoughtful answers and that's really all I can ask for. You know, um, he could have been shorter with me if he wanted to. Um, He 
he wasn't that way. You know, I, I think for the most part, he answered questions thoroughly and, and honestly. And, um, I appreciated that very much. And, um, just from, from the first sit down interview we did prior to the season through the last interview on the court, uh, he always, he always gave me something, you know, he always gave me something to work with. And, uh, I like to think that, um, the questions that I was asking him were relevant and, uh, pertinent, but, um, he didn't, he didn't have to, um, he, he didn't have to give me that time. And, and he always did. And I appreciated that very much. Um, you know, I, and I joked with him toward the end of the season because, um, we were finishing up a shoot around and, you know, he goes to walk away and he goes, I'll see you at halftime. And I said, yeah, be nice, you know, and started giggling. And, and he was like, well, I've been good. I was like, yeah, you've been good. I said, you know, opening night, I was a little nervous, but it's been fine. <laughs> Cause, uh, uh, I will say, so opening night, not only was it opening night for, uh, the UConn program under this new head coach, but for me, it was my first sideline gig for UConn. And so, you know, I was kind of a little new and a, a little anxious. And um, if you recall, the game was, I think, a little closer than would have been comfortable for UConn. Um, they they won, which was great. But I remember at half, Coach was really uh, – he was – it was pretty pissed off. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he seemed very frustrated and he was, he was hot and I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> you know, walking over to him before half. Well, you know, just after halftime. And I just, at that point, see, to me, the sort of the comfort of the coach or the subject, the athlete is my top priority. So for me, like I just wanted to get in, get out. I asked one question, short, sweet, and thanked him, and that was it. But I go by situation. You know, I go by my, like, w- the vibe that I'm getting. Like, if it's a game where um, Coach, I, I feel like his demeanor is a, is a little bit more relaxed or, you know, whatever it is. I just kind of feed off that to determine, can I ask a follow-up? Um, and, and what am I asking? Uh, I might be a little more playful at times, or I might be a little more just like right down to business, just, um, just get it over with, uh, because I'm, I'm very much like accounting for his time and, um, you know, <laughs> the things that he has to do because, um, you know, you always just feel like the last thing a coach really wants to do at half is, is go do an interview and he wants to like get, get to, Talk, talking to his team, but at the same time, I do think it's valuable, like I said, um, to share some some insight from the coach, get some insight, and um, then as far as the players, um, it's uh, it's so interesting today. I think I think young athletes are more like media savvy than they've ever been. You know, they've they they have more access to. Um, seeing how professional athletes work and, and then also um, at programs like UConn where you have um, like a great coaching staff and, and support system and you have a lot of attention, you learn how to conduct yourself hopefully um, with media beyond media as well. Um, but all of the, all of the players were um, – just, just great to work with. Honestly, I, um, 
you know, you're, you're supposed to be biased as a reporter, but I am rooting for all of those guys so much. <laughs> I don't want to see them do well. And, uh, they've, they were all really, really fun to talk to throughout the season. And it was fun, like for each game, figuring out kind of as the second half started to wind down, who would that player be that I would interview after the game? So we'd pick like our player of the game. And sometimes it wasn't always easy because there's oftentimes, you know, more than one person that contributes um, to the game in an extremely significant way. And uh, so sometimes it was, it was hard to choose, but um, whoever I I did speak to, um, they were, they were all great. And, you know, Jalen Adams for sure. And uh, Christian Vital, Altery Gilbert, Terrence Smith, those are all players that um, that I did interviews with in post game, and um, like I said, I would interview some players informally off the air after shoot around as well. Mm-hmm. So um, got to know some of them there as well. Very cool, and I think going back to your earlier point about trying to read the vibe, uh, at least with Coach Hurley, you always know how he's feeling. He he puts his emotions pretty much out there uh, for everyone. <laughs> Yeah, and um, I honestly, I really like that about him. Yeah. I I feed off that. Um, I think the players feed off of it as well. And not, not everyone feels the same, but uh, but that's how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. From, from your time watching this team this year, I know you weren't with them last year, so you can't really compare to the, mm-hmm. the atmosphere and the uh, culture being built uh, or, or the change in that. But how would you say this team has uh, – reacted to working with coach Hurley so far you, you see positive signs from them and him I definitely see positive signs um it's it's a really challenging position to be in for both the coach and the players because um you know some of the players especially the older players um you know to kind of have a new start it's a little tough and especially coming off the couple years prior that they had where they didn't meet expectations. I think that's really, that's really tough um, for them. And then it's also tough for the coach to have to try to um, patch together relationships with players that um, he didn't necessarily recruit, but understanding that, you know, you need certain players and, and certain uh, people to fill certain roles. Uh, it's just challenging all around, but um, I think coach is doing a good job of balancing the need to win and to put the team in positions to win with uh, rebuilding at the same time, you know, and, and already starting with recruiting efforts and, culture, culture shifts. I think, um, coach is really big on that. Uh, he's really big on effort, um, heart, you know, some intangible things. Um, and I think, I think, um, his demeanor, you know, as I said before, the the players can, they kind of vibe off that. Um, I, I think they all have a great deal of respect for him, and that's the first step. You know, you're, you're, I think your players, they need to respect the coach and, and buy in and believe in, in what they're doing and what they're trying to build and that it's a process and it's not an overnight thing. Um, and, uh, you know, so far this season, UConn has beaten the teams that they should beat. 
Um, and then the tougher opponents, they've, they've struggled with the exception of Syracuse, which was an amazing victory for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you can see the building blocks there and some of the, um, some of the losses to sort of, um, tougher programs like Arizona and, you know, Florida state, they were within reach. And, uh, I really, I really believe too. I, I believe in what, in what coach Hurley is doing. I can see the process. I can see the beginnings of it and, um, how it might end up unfolding. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if that answers oh, the question. Yeah, but. I, absolutely. Cause I, I think, you know, from you know, a fan perspective, being able to see things play out game to game, you could certainly see, you know, there's a plan and the process being put in place. But to hear from from your perspective and kind of see that play out behind the scenes a bit more is uh, is good to hear. So I'll get you out of here with, with kind of a fun question here. I feel like this year during some of your post-game interviews, you've had some memorable moments where guys have photobombed Coach Hurley, things like that. <laughs> yeah. Can you see those coming, and how do you how do you react to that? Well, um, you know you've got to ask honestly, Coach Hurley a question, and, and Jalen Adams and Christian Vitale <laughs> making faces or what? I did not see it coming either time. I should have known better the second time around. Um, I think it was the second game that I did, second or third game I did. I was I was interviewing Coach Hurley and. Uh, Jalen comes strolling in, puts his arm around him. And to me, like in in that moment, I was just kind of waiting for coach's reaction. And so, and then I just fed off that. Um, And I honestly, I love when things like that happen. You know, I don't want things. I'm not somebody that wants things to play out in the way that is most convenient for me, you know, to to put together a clean broadcast. Like I want things to naturally unfold and be organic. And I think, I mean, those are the moments that you live for. And, and so even as much as I try to be prepared to report on certain stories, I mean, my number one priority is to react to what's happening right in front of me. Um, and so, you know, then the second time around, like I said, I should have been, I should have been better prepared because the first time I feel like SNY posted about it on Twitter and whatever else. And so people saw it. And then uh, I guess Christian and Jalen were ready we're ready. And then what was hilarious in that, in that time was, was coach Hurley's reaction. He just started cracking up and I posted the clip to my Instagram at Maria C Marino, shameless plug. Uh, so it's up there. And um, like I said, I, I love those moments. I love the, the moments that are completely unexpected, unscripted, so to speak. Yeah. Awesome. Maria, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Uh, again, uh, if you want to plug yourself one more time, let everyone uh, know where they can find and follow you. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Why not? So it's at Maria C Marino on Instagram and Twitter and catch me um, on SNY. I do, in addition to the sideline reporting for UConn, um, I do quite a bit of work in studio. You can see me on daily news live at five o'clock, a couple days a week, either on the panel, giving my opinion or hosting. Um, I occasionally anchor sports night as well. So busy with that and, and fantasy sports network, um, all kinds of content with them. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Awesome. Awesome. Seems like you're busy and got a lot going on. So, uh, Maria, <laughs> yeah. Maria, thanks again for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jared. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut scoreboard podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter 
at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Kotler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.